Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So big news today. The CPI data is out and the market, and I would say the Federal Reserve, is shocked. So let's get into the numbers. Let's dive deep and then let's try to connect some dots and try to figure out what the probability is the Fed will continue to hike rates, soft landing, hard landing, and let's probably more importantly, let's see what the market, the stock market's response was and the bond market, the 10-year and two-year treasury, something we've been watching like a hawk on this channel because of the inversion. So let's start off with the big news of the day, and that's the CPI numbers were much lower than expected. Headline right here from CNBC, inflation was flat in October from the prior month, meaning zero, zero increase. Core CPI hits two-year low. Key talking points, the consumer price index was flat in October from previous month, but increased 3.2 from a year ago. So we were at 3.7, now down to 3.2. You guys remember my predictions going back to 2020 was that we would have inflation. Then once inflation got up to, it was roughly like 8 9%, I thought we'd have deflation because everything that took prices up or the majority of the stuff that took prices up, I didn't see any more playing out in the real economy. So I predicted deflation. Then once inflation, the headline CPI got down to like 3, 3.1, something like that, I thought we would just be in a range where it really wouldn't do much, really wouldn't go up, wouldn't come down, unless we had some major catalyst. On the downside, that would be a deflationary event, a financial crisis, if you will, a hard landing, recession, et cetera. And then on the upside, I thought maybe if the government comes in and does more stimulus, more massive deficit spending that would increase velocity, we could see the CPI go up higher than maybe a range of, call it, between 2.5 and 3.5. It did get up to 3.7, but right back, but now obviously right back down in that range that was kind of my base case at 3.2. Next key talking point, excluding volatile. Volatile. They always have to remind you that food and energy prices are volatile. And I think they do that just to add credibility to the Fed. Like the Fed, they can't waste their time with all these volatile prices that matter to the average Joe and Jane. And food and energy, who cares about that? The, the Fed is, is way too elite. The Fed is way too intelligent. The Fed is way too sophisticated to bother with these crazy food and energy prices that really don't matter to anyone other than the stupid average Joe and Jane. That's kind of the implicit message behind that. Uh, at least that's what I read into it. <laughs> the core CPI rose 0.2%. And uh, 4%, I guess year over year, against forecast 0.3 and 4.1. Annual rate was the smallest increase since September 2021. The flat reading on headline CPI came as energy prices declined 2.5% for the month. I think that was uh, really showed up in the lower gas prices. Following the Fed report, excuse me, following the report, traders took any potential Fed rate hikes almost completely off the table. In fact, uh, Josh, while I'm reading this, can you do me a favor and see what the market is predicting for uh, rate hikes for the next Fed meeting? Pause rate hikes and then rate uh, decreases. And then when you pull that up, just chime in and let me know. But getting down into the nitty gritty here. Got headline. Okay, we've got that. Here's what the chart looks like. 
And this is all items is what they would call headline CPI. And then this blue dotted line would be the core CPI less the volatile food and prices that only matter to the rubes in the real economy and the sophisticated elite that are the PhD economists that have been well-trained. They disregard that and they just focus on the real number, which is the core. Moving on down the article, we can see kind of a bar, right? let's see, month over month percentage change. And wow, it really dropped. So we had a, so everyone thought that inflation was going to boom again, you know, when we got this 0.6 and then 0.4, but now we're straight back down to zero, a number that we haven't seen since, call it whatever month this is. I don't know why they skipped that. See, that would be July. I guess July doesn't count. <laughs> July doesn't matter that much. <laughs> but I would assume that July was zero. So we haven't seen this since July of 2022, at least a reading of zero. All right, now let's move on to George, what's actually happening that, in the markets. The Can you pull that up. Yeah, the chances went from 85, or there was a 15% chance of rate hikes as of yesterday. Now it's zero. So the market has taken away any probability of a rate hike. Oh, okay. What about a, a, a what about a, a rate decrease? No, it just says it's going to keep the same. So right now there's a 100% chance of a of the rate staying the same. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, my friend. Let's get right back to what the, is happening in the actual markets. So we go to the CNBC homepage, and we can see that stocks are way up. Look at this. Wall Street rally builds momentum. Dow rallies 500 points. And they're, of course, attributing this to the CPI coming in lower than expected. And therefore, the narrative here is the Fed's going to pause, 100% chance that they pause, in fact, according to the market, what Josh just told us. And therefore, the next move is most likely going to be down. And we all know that if interest rates go down, that's very, 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 very bullish for the stock market. And what this implies is that the Fed is going to be dropping rates just nice and softly because we're not going to have a recession. We're going to have no landing whatsoever. We're not going to have this hard landing. And therefore, once the Fed starts dropping rates, the inflation rate's going to just gradually come back down to that 2% level. Nothing to see here, nothing to see here, right? And then once it gets back down to that 2% level, then the Fed's really going to drop rates down to 2.5%. And then the economy is going to boom and the stock market's going to explode higher. That's the narrative. But what's interesting, if you go and look for historical examples of this, you find zero, zero. Show me the historical example of the curve being inverted, especially to this degree, and the Fed orchestrating a soft or no landing. It doesn't happen. What happens every single time is the market crash or this, the economy, a recession hits, we have a hard landing, and the Fed just reacts to whatever crisis is coming up, just like they reacted to Silicon Valley Bank going bust and Signature, First Republic, Credit Suisse. Let's not forget about that, right? If the Fed was so good, if they could orchestrate this soft landing, why weren't they good enough 
to prevent Silicon Valley Bank from going bust or from having that crisis? Why did they have to wait until we had the crisis and then they respond with the BTFP? If they're so smart, why didn't they come out with the BTFP a month prior to Silicon Signature and First Republic going bust? You get my point here. Is that the Fed is always behind the curve. Why? Because they really don't matter. <laughs> I just did a whiteboard video today. We talked about this yesterday. The Fed doesn't really control rates. They might distort rates, but I don't think they really control them, especially the 10-year Treasury, which is the most important interest rate or yield for the overall economy. And I don't think bank reserves really matter at all. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So the Fed is pretty much an innocent bystander. I use the example today of them just being very similar to some sort of witch doctor that uh, would have been in an, a Native American tribe. And that everyone at the time thought that witch doctor controlled when it rained and when it didn't rain. But we look back on that now, we know it's completely ridiculous. The witch doctor had no control over it whatsoever. They were not a participant in whether or not it rained. They were simply an observer. And I would argue the Fed's the exact same. And this is why they never, ever, 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 ever do anything preemptively. They always are reactionary. So if they can't do anything preemptively, why should we assume all of a sudden, after since 1913, they've never done it, but uh, all of a sudden, after 100 plus years of the Fed existing, that this one time, they're going to do something preemptively and land that plane softly. It's complete nonsense when you just barely scratch beneath the surface. So what's far more likely to happen, and what we've seen throughout history, is we have a hard landing, the Fed responds. And because we have that hard landing, will stocks go up or down? Stocks will go down, just like they did during the Cerveza sickness, just like they did during the GFC. During, let's not forget, March of 2020, the Fed dropped rates to 0%. Did stocks boom? No. They went down by 1,500 points the next day, roughly, if my memory serves me right. I know they went down, right around 1,500 points. And they kept going down and down and down and down, even though the Fed dropped rates to zero. So it doesn't matter what the Fed drops rates to. If we have a hard landing, stocks are not going up. They're going to go straight down. So this is an example of the market being way off sides and just trying to create a narrative that really doesn't exist or create a narrative that we have never seen play out since the Fed was started in 1913. So that's what this article is all about. It's just 
inflation low, Fed drop rates, market goes higher. It's complete nonsense. It's it's actually brain dead. It's it's brain dead. It's just intellectual laziness. But yet for some reason, this is the narrative that's that's pervasive in the financial media and on Wall Street. It's unbelievable. Let's get over to not just how the stock market is responding, but more importantly, the bond market. Let's go to the 10-year treasury, and it is down, as you would expect, over 15 basis points. So down under 4.5%. What happened to all, just Josh, remind me, but like two weeks ago, weren't we supposed to see the 10-year treasury yield go straight to 15%? What, what happened to the deficits? What happened to the government debt? What happened to no demand for treasuries? What happened to the BRICS currency? What happened to Saudi Arabia and China dumping all their treasuries? And therefore, no demand, while at the same time, supply is going to go through the roof, and therefore, price plummet yield skyrocket. What happened to that? Remember, as soon as interest rates got up to 5%, then that's all you heard. And then what happened? Rates are now 50 basis points lower, and that's on the 10-year, for heaven's sakes. Let's look at the two-year. That plummeted just today by almost 20 basis points. So we were over 5% and now we're trading at four point, excuse me, we were at over 5%. Now we are under 4.85%, a huge decline in the two year. So I think right now, if the Fed is being honest at all, which obviously is a stretch, they're saying to themselves that the soft landing has been canceled. That's why we did that thumbnail. You say, George, why would you say that? Wouldn't it be the exact opposite? Because if they can lower rates, that's going to give some sort of buffer there. I don't think so. Because if you guys have been watching my channel, you probably know where I'm going with this. Going back to 1950, every single time the curve has uninverted, it has been a result of the Fed dropping rates. In other words, a bull steepener, the front end of the curve going down because they're responding to a crisis. We've yet to see a bear steepener, maybe once in the 60s. We'll call it 10 out of 11 inversions. We have seen this phenomenon of the front end going down, and that's what uninverts the curve. So I've said many, many times on this channel that this is my base case because it's happened over and over and over again. But where I would start to second guess my base case, where I would start to say, okay, wait a minute, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this time it is different, is if the long end of the curve actually went up and continued to go up over Fed funds. So let's just say Fed funds is 5.25%. Once the 10-year started to trade at 6%, 6.5%, as an example, then I would sit back and say, hey, maybe they're right. Maybe we are going to have a soft landing. Maybe the bond market is predicting us that future growth expectations have increased dramatically. And the Fed is going to keep rates right around five. And the, the, the market's going to take off. Because that's if that happened, then that's what you would expect from the 10-year Treasury yield. But if the 10-year Treasury yield starts going down, this implies, especially the two-year along with it, this implies that the probability has gone all the way back over to a bull steepener, which would mean hard landing. So if the 900 PhDs at the Fed are being intellectually honest, they have to look at this CPI report, not as proof of a soft landing, but proof of a hard landing.
and that the probability of a no lending, soft lending, this narrative is decreasing by the day. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. As most of you know, I was just in St. Bart's. And I was meeting with my good friend, Hugh Hendry, and a few other hedge fund managers that I know there very, very well. These people have been extremely successful, managed and made quite literally billions of dollars. And whenever I go to St. Bart's, I always come back and kind of do a download for my Rebel Capitalist Pro members. I'm going to be doing that this Friday. So if you want to be a part of that webinar, you can sign up just for a buck. You can go to Rebel Cap, excuse me, georgegammon.com forward slash pro, and you can sign up for Rebel Capitalist Pro right now, and you can participate in that webinar that I'm going to hold that's exclusive to Rebel Capitalist Pro members this Friday, where I'm going to be telling you all of the insider information that we went over when I was in St. Bart's meeting with these hedge fund managers. And I can assure you, we went over a lot <laughs> of insider information. And Josh actually, was there, so he can attest I actually to think that. you're downplaying it. Out of every single trip I've got to go on with you, which it's been super cool, the, guy, the guys that we were talking to in St. Bart's, I don't think I've ever been more mind-blown in my entire life. It was just spectacular. And George is better at articulating what they did better than what they were talking about, so... I'm excited for it. Yeah. I mean, just to give you one example, one of the gentlemen there uh, started his career in Japan in the late 80s, made a ton of money on that bubble going up, made money on the way coming down. Then he was in San Francisco during the dot-com boom and bust, made money there same way, up and going down. He was in the, uh, he started a, a real estate fund in 2010 after the GFC. He made a killing in commodities in 2020, and then he made a killing in the crypto boom of 2021. So he shared with me all of his secrets, the strategies that he uses to be right so many times, going all the way back to Japan. It's absolutely incredible, this person's track record. And I'm going to be sharing those secrets with you this Friday in Rebel Capitalist Pro. So bottom line, go there right now, georgegammon.com forward slash pro, and we will see you there this Friday.